Hello and welcome to another episode of Little Bit Yanerma Podcast. Welcome to episode 5 where we're celebrating Johnny 5 is alive. That is awesome, just like the movie was. If you remember which song I'm referring to, it's none other than Who's Johnny? He said, in smile a special way. Johnny, he said, you know I love you. Who sang that song? Guess in five seconds. Okay, time's up. Who is it? That's right, it's El DeFarge. I like it, psh, I like it, psh, I really, really like it. So I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening in. Much love to everyone. Very grateful. If you hear background noise, it's the outside landscapers. So little FYI, if there's noise, it's just going to be something that'll be a little background noise, but no problem there. We'll just keep it flying and going. But I did want to say that's so funny because I'm like, what should I do? Why not? You know, why not? So we're going to have a fun, fun segment and fun show for y'all. First off, we're going to have some fun recaps, but and then we're going to get into some more you know, philosophical stuff and some more psychological stuff. But first things first, I want to talk about the importance of communication and flowing. So you ever get those moments where you think about somebody and then that thought doesn't go away and it persists? Well, I think those are... You know how they they illustrate the storks is, you know, that type of analogy. I think that when you're thinking about somebody, that means like reach out or that means pray for that person or that means silently think of that person. So something to that effect. So I think that's a spiritual gift and a sign from the heavenly angels. That's what I believe. And also I wanted to share that... It's important to stay connected with the world because we need to keep that type of spiritual love connection going because, you know, I know for me, I, I love being able to connect with others and connect with myself. So I wanted to go back in time with music and I wanted to share with you guys a couple things. I'm not sure. What are you looking for, honey? My husband's looking for something. Oh, perfect. Okay. So, what I was talking about is music from back in the day, and my friends called me the human jukebox because I remember every song and the cadence of it, so I was human jukebox, and my family called me human jukebox, and everybody called me human jukebox, so I'd do little funny noises and movements, you know? Remember last week's episode talking about how my family (laughs) made me become a human Tebo? (laughs) Human Tebo! So I talked about in previous episodes about the importance of really following and knowing one's rhythm. So in that respect, today's the 21st. So a couple things is I want to wish and we both want to wish happy birthday to Ninang. Love you. We love you. Can't wait to celebrate with you. We love you. God bless us always. Love you. And also... A week from today is seven days countdown of when I got married in my life. So 
So that's awesome. And I can't wait to celebrate. It's already a celebration every day, like who in the gang would say. So that's coming up soon too. So I want to celebrate everybody and everything and every occasion that is special in our hearts because that's definitely two, two special occasions or as, as Babyface would say, that would be two occasions. That would be Ninang and so close to my heart and also our wedding day, so close to my heart. Doesn't it feel like it was just yesterday though? It just, time does fly. It absolutely does. So, I've experienced a lot in the couple years that we've been on this journey of, it's about, when is the, when would you say would be the, I don't know if you would want to constitute it as such, but when, when do you think the anniversary of the pandemic, like March, March, when they shut the world down and everything? Yeah. So like March, what, 2020, that would be considered such such as that, right? Okay, so you know the concept and the words, how they say like never forget and always reflect and remember. So I've always been daily reflecting and everything and I want to point out a lot of things and reflections and feelings in my heart. One of which is the fact that I was doing some quality check-ins and the meaningful ones where you really check in and one-on-one type of check-in. And it's been nice because the friendships I have in my life are really heartfelt and palpable and real. And we've been there for each other through thick and thin. No beginning, no end. It's all faith, hope, love. So I was thinking about how this solitude a long time for the pandemic because it's not a delusion or an illusion to recognize that we have been in a different type of world where we've all been adjusting and adapting to it, all of us, in every single way, shape, or form. It's affected everybody, myself included, everybody in the world. You're not alone with that feeling of feeling the change and the shift, all of that. But that's something that we all experience and we all have different ways of dealing with it. But it's important to recognize that it did in fact happen as a way to really guide our mentalities and guide our empathy and guide our compassion. Because I know for me, I was like, wait a minute, you mean to tell me we've been friends now here where, you know, and it's like, come on, you know, we're in a pandemic and, you know, we have to support each other and love each other. And honestly, it's like, if we're not, if we're not going to be there, then why, you know, so I think it's important to recognize all that, you know, like be supportive of each other. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I'm human too. I, I want to be able to always give love, but I also have learned to always give love to myself, you know, give, give that, give that replenishment, that rejuvenation to myself, you know, I, I like, one thing that I've learned in my life is to create amazing healthy boundaries you know the sexiest thing the most amazing thing that a woman could possess is not just sexy heels right external but rather having boundaries I've really had to learn that in my life and what that means and what that what that stands for because there's boundaries of Obviously, physical boundaries, hence an example would be six feet as a boundary point. 
And then there's also the emotional wall of spaces of boundaries where you, you know, and there's nothing wrong with creating boundaries. You know, if you kind of feel like, why are we, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with that. And then respecting the boundaries is that follow up that reflects the meaning of I respect the boundary because for me, I've had to really create new sets of boundaries, new levels and new understanding of that because I was feeling like I was, you know, I'm so giving that I, that's all I know, you know, and then sometimes people like they see that and it's like, oh, wow, like, but that's an energy that, ew, did you hear that? That was really loud. Did you hear that? I have no idea. I'll go ahead and uh, pay attention to that. But like, what the heck? Anyway, back to what I was saying. Babe, what was I talking about just now? <laughs> For real though, I'm like, what is that? You ever get them interesting neighbors? You just beg to wonder what the heck's going on. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, boundaries. So... I think what I mean by that is boundaries are important and healthy and necessary. Uh, At the same time, if you are feeling that sort of, you know, that type of uh, push the, okay, so there's distinctions because boundaries meaning like I need this amount of rest. I need this amount of love or, you know, just like requirements. It's kind of like understanding one's love language, like the languages of love. So if you know your own love language, then you know how you are to be nurtured and to be nourished so that you're always fueling up your tank, if you will. You know, you never want to run out of gas. So it's sort of, it's this uh, sense of, you know, filling up the well, filling up, you know, the gas tank, filling up and recharging. So recharging your batteries is important. And that's exactly why I think that when you have quality, you know, quality solitude, you're able to then give more because it comes from a place where you're recharged as opposed to tired. I know a lot of us are tired. I know a lot of us are going through our own sets of struggles that people may not know or may know who knows but just know you're not alone and always pray and always keep faith and just keep pushing and keep believing and keep hoping and just know that you know everything's going to flow and just believe in that so I wanted to share what my favorite like okay I do pray I do and I do you know know all prayers and everything and I sing different songs but I wanted to share what songs like take me to a place of of well this is my sanctuary but I I thought about the songs that really give me that type of zen yen vibe of like that calming sort of tranquil sense so I'll start off by saying when I was growing up and you know we had I was in band (laughs) I was on I, I liked I loved my childhood absolutely I loved being in the spelling bees and I can remember them having to lower the mic who knew that that would be the prelude to my future they every time I was in the spelling bee they'd always have to lower the mic you know and kid you not my 
mom saved all the certificates and I remember that was something so sweet and endearing I'd be like mom I don't know the spelling did you have fantastic you know and then going to districts was amazing and I would always have that spelling bee sheet just next like I love spelling so much you know and I don't know if they do that anymore uh but I just know I loved I won the spelling bee championship in the third grade and I just remember it was so sweet and I do remember every single time that I did have to say a word, yes, they did lower the mic. And as an adult, stand-up comedy, yes, they have to lower the... But that's all part of the endearment of being me a little bit. You know what I mean? So I was in band and I, was, I played the flute and I played the piano since I was a kid. My teacher, school, te- school teacher, definitely taught us well with, let's go band. And I remember um, I played piano and... Our our piano teacher, his his studio was located in Aurora. I remember taking taking the freeway and having to go from our home back in my hometown Seattle to then go to Aurora, and there would be that bicycle shop, and that let me know that we were closer. And I remember the song that we sang, uh, and, and it was like "On You Step." something like that and um that was one of our songs that we sang and then when I was growing up I also listened and sang Tagalog songs so I think I've sang it before but it's from the one that's like my lookalike twin long lost twin her name's Donna Donna Cruz and when I went to the Philippines, as I mentioned in a, pre- in a previous episode, everyone would like follow me in the stores and chew my and be like, oh, are you gonna girl? I'm like, no, but you know, but it was, it was sweet. But the thing about like Tagalog music is I think it's always very sweet. And there's a couple songs from hers that I was seeing back in the nineties and I performed a couple times. And it's like uh, the one about Kurotsupusol. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. That was like my favorite song that I've heard her songs. And then there's the other one that's like Alambadiba. So it's like, yep. And then I remember rapping a lot because I love to freestyle rap because I love to hear the, you know, when it all connects and everything and I love that and one thing that I don't know if I've ever shared this with the world but a lot of times when I zone out it's to like old school music definitely R&B um definitely all the old school stuff but I definitely love my hip-hop my 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 hardcore rap from back in the day we're talking about way back and so um I would kind of recite the lyrics and I'd feel like all right okay we got this you know and that got me all in my zone, and I loved it, and my husband does that too, and I was like, oh my god, you and I both, it's, he's, you know, before we ever met, it's just kind of like, I love one of my favorite songs, what do you think my favorite song is that I love to rap to by myself, that I chill to? Oh, nice, okay, so that's fair assessment, I, I would say up there, would you agree that DJ Quick Born and raised in confidence up there. (laughs) 
nice. Yeah, that's actually no doubt, no joke. That's one of my favorite. Okay, like you said, a couple, like I have different freestyle raps that I do, by my, and then I have like rap songs that I love from way back in the day that I love. So I love it so much because I just think there's a lot of heart in that track and in that album and I think it was if my memory serves me correctly I think it was like track three for that because I believe track two was tonight and then it went into born and raised in Compton let me see if I even remember off the top of my head let me think born and raised in Compton <sighs> switch it up for y'all what 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 where are you from fool C-Town now. C-Town is a place where the homeboys chill, you see. But then I found that it wasn't no place for me because way back in the day, somebody must have wanted me to quit because they, mm-mm, and they, mm-mm, they must have thought that I was going to play the funk role just because my, yeah, mm, but I ain't going out like no second, mm, and found you couldn't keep a dope sister down. So here's some bass in your face, mother, yes, I'm a brother like a quick stuff because I'm true to the game. You're lame and things ain't no never be the same because a sister like a crick is taking over i really don't think i should have to explain oh yeah i'm a dog but my name ain't rover and i'm the kind of sister that's feeling no pain sometimes i cap because i got a funky dope sister never ceased to impress my name is little bit so you can the rest i'm coming like this and i'm coming directly suckers get mm, i'm doing that quite effectively rhyming is a battle zone and suckers have no win because i'm the veteran from the s-e-a-t-o-w-n born and raised in c-town born and raised in c-town born and raised born and raised born and raised in c-town 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 that was my jam what I think I loved it so much that when the cassette tape broke, I bought the album. (laughs) Isn't that funny, babe? I always loved it when Tower Records and the warehouse would have sales, though. Like, because if you wanted to buy it, like, when it first would come out, it'd be, like, $9.99. So taxing it out, it'd be, like, $10.81. I remember you'd have specials, like, two for $9.99. I'd be like, yay! So then I, like, really built up my music. Because back in the day, you didn't have anything such as what you have now. Like, y'all are, like, catered. Like, we gnaw... I had to like actually wait for the song like or wait for it to come on the radio as a way to hear it but you know that yearning learning mm, that was beautiful because is it fair to say that back in the day when the music would be distributed it was like you really yearned for it you want you couldn't wait for it to come out you know I, I think that's awesome because I mean I just feel like like okay example whenever a new single would come out it would be available for 99 cents and you could buy that song and then you could be able to like have your collection so then a lot of times people would have like cassette player collections like a library you know and it would be all cute and stuff and then um it would play one song and then maybe like a little courtesy song on the other side which would be called side b so it'd be side a and side b a being like the first side b being the second side so sometimes what i would do is i would like create tapes for all of my friends and you know I would do that as a dedication hour and that was something that I always absolutely loved doing because it's number one it reflects from the heart it's also very like sentimental endearing loving you know and I was absolutely flattered because my friend that I made she was like you know that was like the best ever and 
still had it and <laughs> I played it for my friend and my friend had an old school kind of oh, babe remember those old school cars that had cassette players in it you know that still exists right doesn't your Buick have that oh okay but it does have it though like if it would so the point I make is that I played it in my friend's car and it was so weird because like you know, you can hear yourself, and I don't know how y'all feel about when you hear your own voice or hear yourself, but like, it was like the 9, 10, 11 year old versions of me, because like I had all the tapes, you know, I remember I kept them and all safe and sound, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, and I just absolutely had a lineup of songs that, you know, they were all very much romantic. I just always loved romantic songs, but I also loved the hardcore songs because I felt the truth in it. You know, I felt the, the honesty and the beauty of it. I liked it, and I loved, um, but and I always loved freestyle rapping, and it's pretty much like off the cuff where it's just, you know, you get in a zone and you just like mm, flow. And so besides DJ Craig, I also liked... We talked about Moni Love in a previous episode. I also loved... I also loved... I loved... Uh, oh, here we go. <laughs> Who's that gigolo on the street with his hands in his pocket and his crocodile feet hanging off the curb looking all disturbed as the boys come huh? They all came running. They were making noise, man. Mm, with the girls on the block with the... And the... And, uh, uh, I just see you can't even say it out loud that was my version of like not doing the actual but like it would be like the you know how they do in commercials when they don't want to do the actual curse word so they bleep it out that was the equivalent of that (laughs) with his hands in his pockets and his crocodile feet hanging off the curb looking all disturbed as the boys come they all came running they were making noise man with the girls on the block with Pat and brought and suck through straws up and down. Thinking you get your chigala, huh? Sucker. Oh, I love Nina Shero. Uh, Nina Sherry, Buffalo Sands. I remember that. Uh, and then I also remember Express Yourself. You gotta be you and only you. I love that song. Express Yourself. Believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's your favorite chorus of that? I think for me, mine would be, which, okay, so for you, which one's your favorite chorus for Express Yourself? You, probably the first one? Yeah, because you like, you always do the opening. Yeah, mine would be the outro, the ending. Mine would be like, my party, your party, anytime, drop it. Poppin' is always rockin'. Don't you like it when the music drop? Jump, spread out, and stop. Now bring it another, uh-uh, looking at my, rock from the left to the right. You wanna step to me? I know you wanna, Come on now. Hit my door, we gon' rush in to hear the percussion. Bam, I'm a go-go man. I'm gonna go learn my lesson. It's all about, it's all about expression with the real salt and pepper. Please stand and express yourself. That was my jam. I love that. I would wear my pants and I would dance around in that. And we had this long hallway, so I would do a whole full dance. Like, woo! Yeah. We're gonna take a quick pause and a quick break. Thanks so much for tuning in to Little Bit You Know My Podcast. Stay tuned for more. And we are going to come back. Adam's family. 
Hi everybody. So I've been writing a lot and I've been staying focused and I'm so grateful. I have a couple meetings coming up and I'm definitely staying consistent. I definitely want to give lots of love and send great vibes to all my doctors. They've been amazing. I had an awesome set of appointments yesterday and I'm so thankful to be where we are with everything and it's definitely been a journey and I'm so grateful for these milestones and these these celebration points that I can share joyfully wholeheartedly out loud so I'm definitely thankful and you know it's my my sanctuary my personal journey and my intimate journey but I'm happy for the journey that I've been on because it definitely reflects my love my heart my soul my dignity my love my perseverance my dedication my everything and definitely you know my persistence my consistence my reflections my strength and everything so I'm keeping it up, keep it going, and I am not giving up, so I love all my friends and my family that love me and support me wholeheartedly, thank you, thank you, I love you, thank you, I love you, and I want to thank my husband, thank you husband for doing everything, thank you, doing everything you're doing, thank you for doing that. I'm doing a lot of good stuff and I can't wait to share everything as I fulfill my hopes and dreams. It's awesome and I know this sounds cheesy but teamwork definitely makes the dream work. I respect what doctors do. Oftentimes they credit me for everything and my attitude and everything but I credit my doctors for what they do because they know what they're doing right babe? Yes, and I know what I'm doing, and I know I'm keeping it up, and they're really proud of me, and I'm proud of myself. And Are you proud of me? Yes. Aw, thank you. So, we're going to switch gears in just a moment. Lance has his weekly update for his LTR recap. Here we are with week two for the NFL season. Um, I want to say from my heart that I want to be completely honest. That was completely, like... It's tougher to watch football during a pandemic. (laughs) It is. I love it absolutely and I'm not going to stop. But it's like when you win, it's like, woo! When you don't, you're like, I don't know. I'm I'm fine either or and I don't. I'm not going to give up. I'm I'm absolutely loyal. But I definitely had a tough loss. That game. I didn't, I wasn't, I am a, I am not, like, I'm all in, I, whew, but I'm not going to stop loving just because there's, like, a failure or loss, that's the time that people need love the most, okay, agree to agree, right, babe, absolutely, I just feel like when we lose, we all feel the pain of the loss, but when we win, we all feel the joy of the win, but it's important to be there and be present, so own it for what it is, you know, and I see it as this. We were doing great the first couple quarters, and then, you know, things shifted. 
And so I will keep rooting for my Seahawks, absolutely. And next up, we have the Vikings. Okay, so I think we're going to do great. Oh, gosh. The week after, it was you guys. (laughs) I love you. It's funny because our motto is love is stronger than football. <laughs> we made a deal though, my husband and I, that the our our daughter she gets to be a Seahawk fan. And then what happens to the son, honey? Yep, that's right. So then the son becomes a 49er fan. <laughs> So it's blue and green for us, and then red and gold for y'all. So I think that, I just think that we're going to do better next game, and we'll keep it up, and we, we'll keep giving it our all and our best. And I'm still die hard, and I love my Seahawks ever since they were established. And our green color from the blue-green uniform, it absolutely evolved it used to be uh, more like the green from the crayon box but now it's like neon green <laughs> and I got all it's bright <laughs> I remember back in the day I used to have reflector type clothing because <laughs> I was so like petite that I'd be like, I don't want to get run over, so I'm going to wear the most protective gear ever. So I had like the coolest rain boots and the rain gear and the umbrellas and reflectors. Hmm. I don't know if y'all remember, but there was like a really tough crosswalk. Yeah. But I'm really excited for what's to come. No joke. The blessings to come. I'm grateful. I'm thankful for my for my family and my the family that sticks together and the family that my mouse family and my Facebook family and I'm thankful for the people that are there for me and love me and want the most and best for me and for me to fulfill my hopes and dreams thank you and for the people that love me wholeheartedly unconditionally and are supportive of me thank you and people in my life thank you and I'm just very thankful for everything because I'm at a space and stage and place um, space stage and place where I'm definitely feeling closer to the things and the hopes and the dreams that I've always wanted and I'm advocating for it and I'm going for it and I'm living it and I'm definitely feeling very grateful for it. So I want to give thanks at all times for what that means and what that looks like and what that is because I just feel very thankful each day and that's my way of being is always be grateful because, you know, it's important to be grateful. So I'm grateful for today, September 21st, 2021. Do you remember 21st And a week away is actually, this is the countdown to when, oh, Minnie, what's the matter? No, you're okay. You're okay, Minnie. You're okay. Yeah, so. Oh, yeah. 
so we're gonna take a take a quick break quick potty nap potty break <laughs> is it potty nap potty break quick nap <laughs> quick potty break quick nap we're gonna do that uh and then we're gonna come back but stay tuned for more little bit you of the wings podcast stick around we'll be back for more thank you back back for more little bit you know my podcast so i bought this book well i bought i like to support different authors and i love to support artistry and artists so i got this spiritual book and i shared it in a previous episode but little by little so little bit by little bit I'm going to gradually share every aspect and every element and I wanted to share my faith. So where I'm at in my faith is I'm very definitely spiritual. I definitely believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit and God. I definitely believe that there's a magical component in three in the number three and not just because De La Soul said that from three is a magic number uh, or you know, biblical meanings and biblical terms. Uh, but I do recognize three as a very important number, even with Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, as well as three three wise men, as well as, you know, Larry, Moe, and Curly, and uh, three musketeers, and, you know, all things three, you know. Um, so I just feel as though my relationship with God has absolutely been something that is close to my heart and I don't really as I grew older more mature my conversations pertaining to God were more based on my subtleties as opposed to my words so I would speak from my heart and speak speak it from a place within but I would just kind of more quietly subtly do it as opposed to here it is it'd be more like as opposed to they're here it'd be more like subtle like you know praying or in the silence of praying and just having faith and you know being there not just when it's all you know but it's just very much within so I was reading my spiritual book that I really love because I reflect a lot as a holistic reflection point and I thought about the reflection of this week about the importance of recognizing what Jesus means to us. And I believe and I respect whatever faith it is that you have, I think it's beautiful that you have faith. So wherever we have differences, that's fine. That's what creates and allows for diversity in the human experience. That being said, I believe that if people evolve on a path or a journey where they become open to another faith or what have you because back in back in my college days i remember there was this it, it was learning about every faith and we learned a lot not just within what we learned but rather we learned about buddhism and we learned about uh 
We learned about Christianity. We learned about Taoism. I mean, very, like, where else are we going to learn? So, and I love learning from my friends because not all my friends are Catholic and Christian, you know? Do I have friends that are atheists? Absolutely. They're friends with me and they never wanted to not be friends with me. So we're still friends after 40 years, maybe 42 years. So, I mean, they didn't become, you know, but at the same time, they're open. Wait, so let's take it back. Atheist versus agnostic. To my remember, to my collection remembrance, to my... I think agnostic would mean, oh gosh, this is why I don't, okay, I promise you we'll get to a place, I promise. Um, Agnostic would be like if you believe in God, but you don't believe in anything else or something, or, or, okay, there's that. So, okay, then there's um, atheist, which is you don't believe in any sort of, so, uh, with that being said, what I learned when I was a kid, what I learned throughout my life, is that this is exactly what I learned. I learned that <clears throat> Jesus is the way and he's the truth. Jesus is the way to get to heaven. And accepting Christ is the way to get to heaven. I just thought it was really nice. I kind of wanted to read it out loud. If it resonates, great. If not, just know that it came from a good place. <laughs> okay. In the darkness of times, people still find the light that they need to carry on. We know that the light is God, the love of God, the courage and the hope that he gives us. Even as we may suffer or not suffer through whatever is challenging us, we can also look back at all the past challenges and see that we have gotten through and got through them thanks to God's presence in our lives. This is our faith. We can go forward every day knowing that he remains by our side and we do not need to fear. So here is the question of the day. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my light. So with that being said, the list of the times that God has been there for me in my past. And how strong is my faith? So here's a tricky thing about faith is that when you share it out loud with people, people will have very different reactions. And that ju- that's just like with anything in life, like cilantro. People either really love cilantro or they don't. Speaking of which, for me, I personally don't like cilantro. I think it's like tasting perfume oil that just went in your mouth. I don't like it. Um, and... Another example would be how people feel about sushi. You get a population of people that just hate sushi and would not want it anymore. And then you have a population of people that love it. And then we have, um, you know, it's all, there's never really any in-betweens, you know. And I think for me, when I was, like, growing up and stuff, it was like we learned discipline and, you know, we learned how to really just think about how we can be able to make this better like that was our mentality and I remember you know it's like pushing through right you can't because you're never gonna just my philosophy my thought process and my my take my vision my thing is that you can never just really sit like like even when you're it's still moving in a direction you know and um, I think that a lot a lot of times it's like for me 
I knew in my heart that if I didn't go for certain things, it was never going to happen. And that's why I always pushed. And I was, you know, I'm human. So I had great levels of energy. For anyone that has ever known me, I have a very, (laughs) I don't know where I got it from. (laughs) I don't, but like I have an interesting energy, right? Um, And I just feel like, I love my energy and all of my life experiences and then I love you know what I was able to you know experience or be present with or engage with or enjoy with I was able to live through and live with and live for live in and live you know beyond my wildest dreams and so I share that because you know I just think that when it comes to fulfilling dreams it's so important to believe I mean everybody's going to have a ranging of opinions and this is like the quadrants of the soul like where there's four quadrants there's what you see in yourself and then what people see in themselves and then what people see in you and then you know then you have that 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 area where it's just all unknown so but what you can really this is my philosophy is I can't live for other people's perceptions of me I cannot. I mean, I can, one can try, but then they'd be so tired. So at the end of the, at the end of every week, it's just like, I'm living for me. This is me. I can't be anything else but myself, but me. And then here's the thing. If people mimic that or, or celebrate that or discuss that or, or, you know, look at that. Like, I think that must be a beautiful thing because maybe they're like, wow, you know, that's something that, I never thought about that and I you got me thinking about that that's cool you know and um, I've been going through something that I'm so grateful for because if I didn't go for it I would not be able to actually have specific hope because breaking down the whole you know what does it mean to have goals it means you're specific about it and it I think it means being specific be you know having it be measurable Okay, and yes, going with that smart goal that is often referenced. Um, I just feel like so specific is key. Motive, you know, having the measurable components, like being able to really quantify, call, you know, and then there's attainable, and then there's realistic. So let's break down how much time this will need and what efforts need to be made. And then last but not least is the timely aspect of it all. So time, so here we are and we're in this position where we're able to be closer to the dream and it took all of that you know working towards it working together working on everything and not giving up and I didn't listen to anybody when it came to the how do you describe it when it's like I have to, I have to listen to God and myself at the end of like Every decision comes from within because I think that ultimately it's a reflection of how you live your life and how you live your purpose and you live your truth and you live your honest, you know, honest to God path of what you're spiritually transcending to become. And what I love so much about psychology is we explore so many different theories and so many different ways of doing things in the cognitive aspect and the health aspect and the you know community aspect and the individual aspect and the team aspect so so many different ways and I remember being in Europe to study abroad for psychology 
Mommy is so sleepy. She's a sleepy girl. Our psych department went to the United Kingdom, London, and I remember saying, London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. And I remember singing that on the boat. And uh, we also went to Czech Republic, Prague. Prague, we went there, crossed the bridge. I remember it was so beautiful. I remember um, that was the excursion. Um, absolutely loved it. And I also loved seeing Gustav Klimt, the kiss at the Belvedere Palace in Vienna, Austria, where we studied the fundamental, the fundamental psychologist, the, the we studied Freud and Carl Jung as well as Viktor Frankl and Adler. Yes, so we studied all of the psychologists and my favorite psychologist is Carl Rogers. He's one of my favorite psychologists and I would say, yeah, I would want to say he's up there. I'll, I'll discuss my other favorite psychologist another time. But I love the way that he was able to really look at the human spirit. He focused a lot on humanistic psychology. This is how I observe it, is that you have these fundamental psychologists who went within the brain of thinking how, you know, thinking thoughts and making them structure of, of those theories from the developmental theories to the adult theories to all the Freudian flips in the world. But you also have Carl Jung who looked up to Freud and, and became his own school of thought within his own field of study and he developed archetypes he himself was awesome too. I loved his ways of looking at dreams as well. Both of them are awesome in their perceptions of dreams because Freud would argue that dreams are the royal road to the unconscious mind. It is the workings of. And then um, I really respect I respect Adler. I remember we went to where Adler developed a lot of his fundamentals as well. So, he himself also was from Vienna, Austria. So, we, we were in Austria for a long time, and I really loved it. And I really enjoyed all the times I've been able to travel all around the world. I went back to Europe when we went on our honeymoon. We flew to Italy, and then we went to Rome, and it was so beautiful to see that in person. And... We went on a cruise line, and oh my goodness. Oh, Minnie's cute. She's making noises. Uh, we went on a cruise line, and we went to, it was Princess Cruise Line. We went to Dubrovnik, and oh. <laughs> Santorini, and we went to France. Corsica. Oh, that was so beautiful. I love it. I love, love it. And went to um, Spain, Barcelona. And that was beautiful too. And went to... Honey, where did we go? What was that other one? Croatia, right? Dubrovnik. 
and Santorini and Athens, Mykonos, Mykonos. It was beautiful. I want to travel again soon. I want to go to all these places again. Beautiful. I want to put my feet in the ocean again soon. Yay! So, what do y'all think about who's going to make the Super Bowl this year? We have a fun segment coming your way. Coming right up in two minutes. Yeah! Another episode of Little Bit Yanerma Podcast. Today we have a special guest for you guys. We have a treat. We're going to do the recap of NFL's Week 2. So here today we have a wonderful guest. Let's give it up for Lance and his LTR recap. Ladies and gentlemen, Lance. Okay, everybody. We're going to get into the Week 2 matchups. We're going to go over mine and hers team, of course. So... Start with Seattle. They were six-point favorites in the game going up against the Tennessee Titans. And I would have taken them if I was a betting man on that game. Uh, the actual outcome of the game, however, ended in defeat for Seattle. 33-30 to in overtime. So, a few things happened in that game that were interesting. Seattle looked dominant in the first half. You know, did everything they were supposed to and running the ball well. They were shutting down Derrick Henry, which was the most important thing. Pretty much, you know, if you want to beat the Titans, it's the best way to do it. Uh, in the second half, it didn't play out so well, though. Titans um, offense started to pick up. Henry started to gain yards on the ground, and Tannehill started to hit some throws and stuff that he needed to, and uh, put him right back in the game. It was a um, big comeback for the Titans, and then obviously in overtime, they won it by the field goal. It was one of those games, the Titans are the... They're one of those teams, they could do that to anybody on any week, so it's not like Seattle lost to a bad team. You know, it's just more of a, it's more of one of those things, you know, when you've got the best running back in the league and you let him pick up some steam and get going, it could always end just like, just like that. It's just, so, learning experience for we Seattle, hopefully. Recover. Absolutely, still early in the season, and yeah, a lot of games to go, so hopefully they just learn from that, but definitely more of a letdown on the defensive end. But the offense not being able to pick up points in the second half, too, that was kind of an issue. So a lot of work to do, but a lot of time left. And He's our so team, uh, yes. <laughs> so my team played the Eagles. and First we off, were, wait, um, go Hawks! <laughs> okay. Hawks for life! So, yes, not really. Not, not that anyway. 49ers for life. Anyway, so 49ers, we played the Eagles. We were three-point favorites, and... If I was a betting person on that game, I would have definitely taken us in that game. The uh, actual outcome ended 17-11, to 11, so if you did bet, we did cover the spread. Um, pretty uh, hard-fought game, though. The Eagles' defense was definitely definitely showed up, and they're a tough defense for any team to play. So, I mean, one of those where we couldn't get anything going, really no rhythm. You know, going three and out three times was pretty frustrating, but as soon as... Uh, as soon as we did start to feel them out and see where we needed to be, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo played another great game. He uh, won a lot of it with his legs, which is just another facet that you got to remember, you know. You may think he doesn't have it, but he does. 
rushed for a touchdown. You know, he orchestrated a nine-minute drive. That's almost, you know, a whole quarter's worth of play time. So if you could do that to a defense, you're going to wear them out. Um, of course, it didn't end without any injuries. It seems like every week we play, there's two or three guys just going off and going out on carts. This week was no different. Um, we lost every one of our running backs in the game, which is pretty uh, unprecedented. But if, if you're a Niner fan, that's not... Not out of reach, so it was bad, though. One of them was a shoulder injury. He stayed a day. He should be okay. He's got a chance to play this weekend. Oh, Minnie. Oh, good girl, yeah. <laughs> Minnie's trying to interrupt the podcast recap. <laughs> so, but, yeah, he's got a chance to play. Um, our most effective running back of the day actually had the most significant injury. He got the high ankle sprain, so he's going to be sidelined for a few weeks. Um our third-round pick running back came in for an eight-yard gain and took two headshots, one from a helmet and one from an elbow, so he's on concussion protocol. Um, so, yeah, we're down. <laughs> now we're down every running back, basically. Both of our top running backs, we obviously lost it before the season and then the first game of the season, so we signed some other people. I, I, I don't know. We'll see how it works out. Um Either way, we got the win, and it was good. We start out 2-0. I'm still happy about that. So uh, We've got the uh, next week coming up, and it's the 49ers are taking on the Packers, and the Seahawks are playing the Vikings. It's basically NFC West versus NFC North. Um, 49ers are four-point favorites to win that game against the Packers. I think it's definitely, definitely in the realm of being able to do so. It just depends, though. I mean, it depends on our health, and whenever it's Aaron Rodgers, you, it's... You know what it is. So, I still think I think we win that game by at least a touchdown. Uh, the Seahawks play the Vikings. They are two-point favorites, which I would definitely take the Seahawks. I think this is a bounce-back game for them. Um, you know, the Vikings put up a great game against the Cardinals, and if their kicker made their kick at the end, they actually won that game, which is that's so, so pathetic about that, but... Uh, going up against Seattle is a different beast. It's Russell Wilson. He's going to want to get that one back from last week. And um, I would definitely bet Seattle to win that by at least a touchdown, if not a field goal for sure. So, yeah, definitely take the points on that. He set the bar real low right there. But the Vikings, yeah. Well, you know, it's Wait, Kirk Cousins uh, versus Russell Wilson. I'll, I'll take Russell any day. So. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to hand it back over, and we'll go over some more stuff later on. But, yep, so this is what it was, and yeah. I will talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for the LTR recap this week for NFL's Week 2. So a couple observations that I had was, look, I'm not a Niner fan. I am a straight-up Seahawk fan. So emerald blue and that new neon green <laughs> they got going on all day. But I just wanted to point out that I beg to wonder why they had the lineup pictures be Aaron Rodgers versus George Kittle. And I'm not exaggerating, nor am I imagining or elucidating. So I literally saw a picture and I was like, babe, that's not Jimmy G. We all know what Jimmy G looks like, okay? Real pretty. But it was not cool. So I was like, wait a minute. So I'd like to think, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go with the benefit of the doubt. And I would like to think that, you know, Timmy or Tommy or Tony or whomever is in charge of editing. He's back in the 
break room and he just messed up for the day you know he had one job but I, I'd like to think it was just the editing <laughs> that's what I, I would like to think that but I will go ahead and hopefully we won't see that happen again and they'll put the quarterback because I don't know I mean look my observation and again I'm not a Niner fan but I'm just stating what I've seen is that you guys made it to the Super Bowl you did fair and square you had a good run that year where you did in fact make it to the Super Bowl and y'all were undefeated until you met up with us but point I make is that you guys had a good season and a good run and he is the person that got injured and he was able to play again and why not show him some love you know that's my question that's my rhetorical question is what did Jimmy G ever do to anybody except be an understudy under he learned from Tom Brady himself okay so I don't I don't know I don't know but I just know that you know he makes it fun for everyone and I I'm not again I'm not even a Niner fan but I I can show appreciation and love and respect to him because he did look look at the stats he did take take you guys to the Super Bowl (laughs) he did red and gold till he's dead and old like isn't that the saying red and gold till you're what is this red and gold till you're yeah so yeah just respect
so much for tuning in to episode 5. Short Circuit, Johnny 5 is alive! We appreciate you listening in. We have a really special episode coming up. In this episode, I open up about recent experiences and I want to share that with the world and share my hope, love, faith with the world. So please tune in soon. I can't wait. I feel I feel grateful, grounded and ready and present to share. And I just want to give thanks and love to God and to everyone. Much love to my family. Much love to my closest friends. Much love to Olympia culture. Much love to the world. Mabuhai. Much love to everyone. I hope everyone's doing great. I wish everybody a beautiful day. Stay tuned for more Little Bit Yanerma podcasts coming your way very soon. Much love and God bless. Talk to y'all soon. Thank you. Little Bit Yanerma of the Wings podcast. Yay! Thank you so much for tuning in to Little Bit Yanerma Podcast. Please remember to go to lumpiaculture.com where you can find the beautiful history as well as my Little Bit collection there. Once again, that's lumpiaculture.com. Be sure to join us when we come again and tune into our next episode where we're going to definitely delve into some beautiful topics and I'm going to open up about certain things. We want to wish you guys a wonderful, beautiful week. Stay safe as always. Much love and God bless. Little bit Yanerma of the Wings podcast. See you guys soon.